Welcome to Eternal Elements Learning Podcast brought to you by Chessa Online. These podcasts are a part of the audio certificate programs on Chessa Online. You're free to take these podcasts on your desired portal also, should you only wish to learn on the go. Thank you so much for engaging on these podcasts. And you can connect with the author on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, welcome back. This is Nikit Karasgi from Eternal Elements, brought to you by Tesla Online. We're talking about grant strategies. We're going to talk about conglomerate diversification. It's an important strategy. These are normally utilized by big corporate giants. Now, what is conglomerate diversification? It's also a kind of acquisition. Here, in this grant strategy, it acquires a business, that means a conglomerate, a big-time corporate house, acquires a particular business because it presents a very, very promising investment opportunity and it is acquired because in that particular area that company may be doing well or the market may be expanding and therefore it makes sense to acquire that particular organization. The Tata Group in India is a classic example of conglomerate diversification. It has not only acquired a lot of companies but it also has diversified on its own by creating firms which operate in different markets in different industries both at the domestic and the international level. They are in hotels, they are in airlines, they are in automotive, they are in salt, they are in food chains, they are all over the place. Why do I talk about them? Because that's a brand which is a really, really cherished and reputed brand. A lot of companies internationally want to work into joint venture programs with the Tata Group. Why do companies like Tata's move into conglomerate diversification? What motivates them to move into conglomerate diversification? These large conglomerates normally tend to be listed on very critical stock markets and therefore when you acquire firms which are operating in in diversified industries obviously the stock value of this company goes up and therefore becomes an attractive proposition for investors to invest in these kind of companies it's also an automatic way of increasing the growth rate of the firm. It expands into different markets and therefore at the corporate level it ensures a lot of growth. It also ensures a lot of profitability as a goal that can be achieved very easily provided the synergy within the firms is created. It could also ensure tax savings when you acquire a firm which can offset for current and future earnings. You can acquire core competencies and resources very quickly. You can also balance out your product lines. You can also create a lot of companies which can be cash cows which can fund the internal growth. And finally the whole idea also is to ensure a smoothened 
business cycle. Because what happens is, since you're operating in different markets, there will be some markets which will be doing well, there'll be some markets which will not be doing well. And therefore, overall, for the entire corporate organization, it is a smooth sail. Research says that conglomerate diversification is definitely a difficult proposition. Not many firms really venture out. And there are very few firms which have succeeded in conglomerate diversification. In fact, a whole lot of firms have come back into concentric diversification, which is the next grand strategy that I will talk about. But it is an interesting phenomenon to move into conglomerate diversification. A, you must have a whole lot of money to buy out firms internationally or in the domestic market, both. Second, you must have the core competence within the organization to handle a conglomerate diversification program. Therefore, most of these companies are managed by professionals. They hire professionals for different fields and then they bring them in and then there's a board that operates and therefore corporate governance also becomes a very critical element of conglomerate diversification. There are not many companies worldwide which have really moved into conglomerate diversification. Most of the companies have been into concentric diversification. We shall talk about the conglomerate diversification and the concentric diversification pros and cons as we move through. But let me tell you something, both diversifications are all right. It all depends on your risk appetite. It all depends on the core competencies that you have built within the organization. It's a mindset. If you are a corporate honcho, if you are a great person, an entrepreneur who's wanting to build a conglomerate diversification plan for yourself, you must have a great team available to you and that team will help you. I have worked with a lot of conglomerate organizations and I tell you the kind of experience that managers and leaders tend to get through internal rotations within the organization breeds a very very mature leadership for the organization for sure. They can actually have a fantastic career development plan. They can actually have great opportunities available for people and it's always a sense of pride for people to work for a conglomerate. Thank you very much. This is Niket Karazki signing off from Eternal Elements, brought to you by Tessa Online. I am talking about grand strategies. And in the next podcast, we will talk about concentric diversification. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next podcast.